Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha Acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in-store, now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. David. Doug. How are you this morning? Hey, Doug, I hope you got all your binge watching in and you watched all your TV shows because playtime's over. I know. It starts tonight. It starts tonight, dude. Uh, The only thing we watch in our house is Grey's Anatomy now. I feel like we we got through 13 (laughs) seasons of television in a matter of a month. That's unhealthy. Okay, so you're, you're current. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Am I? <laughs> who's, who's to say? Uh, maybe maybe on Grey's Anatomy, on anything else. Who's president now? I don't know. Is it still <laughs> Trump? I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to anything. All I can tell you is is uh, what's going on at Grey Sloan Memorial. Okay. Well. Hey, let me tell you this before we, before we run out of intro music. We got the flag, David. I don't know if you can see this, but we got it. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to show this. Our friend uh, Buzzamaniac Mike bought. Yes. Wait, it's flipped around. There we, there go. we go. Look at that thing. Look at this beauty. This was off the uh, Steve Bob eBay segment. Wow. Uh, Buzzamaniac Mike bought that for us, so we're gonna get that up in the studio. See, you guys. Uh, also, you... it can't. It can be a cape, David. I'm gonna... This is of a. Course. This is a fashion. This is a fashion item. Look at that. Oh, it's yeah. an item, all right. You put things out into the universe, and the universe will provide. I mean, that's the lesson here. So thanks to Steve, and thanks to thanks to Mike more than anyone. You know what? So when I got this, I, I legitimately thought when we did the segment that someone had taken a marker to some flag material and made the— But that looks— No, this is—I can't, I can't do a close-up. I don't, I don't have the technology— but I can I can just show it to you and, and tell you that this is like legitimate stitching. This is oh this is art. No, this is artwork. Not paint. No, that's no what type I of thought. Acrylic. That's what I thought. No, this wow. is this is cloth stitched onto. This is colored cloth stitched onto other cloth. Wow. So this, this is, is more of a seamstress and uh, rather than a painter, if you will. An artist is an artist, my friend. Some that's people, true. some that's people true. paint with brushes. Some people paint with a basketball. Kimba, Kimba's an artist. Anyway, that's a fantastic piece. I, I, I feel like I, I was a little bit down on it in the segment. Maybe for well, comedy, maybe for comedy's sake. But, but getting one, it in my hands, it, it once has, it's in hand, yeah, once it's in hand, there's a whole new appreciation. I can tell. A lot of things are. All right, let's do the show. <laughs> You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is, wow, that was, <laughs> that was quite the, 
transition there if you're watching us on YouTube. I have no idea what happened there. But this is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. A lot of exciting stuff happening around the Locked On Podcast Network. We're working on moving over to Panoply, a home of many great podcasts, and they've accepted us into their family. So uh, that's that's cool news. Uh, plus, we're working on getting a website together. We already have a website, LockedOnHornets.com, but we're, we're changing that website, morphing that around a little bit. More details to come on that. So uh, make sure you're locked on to everything that's going on around the network. I'm Doug Branson, joined by my good friend, David Walker. David, welcome in. Doug, so many changes, so many new things going on. Very exciting. And and oh yeah, we've got basketball tonight. Uh, basketball tonight, two huge matchups on TNT beginning at 8 o'clock. We get to see Cleveland facing off against Boston. And apparently LeBron James, David, he's going to play. It doesn't matter they, if they have to wheel him in in a wheelchair. This is going to be do- WWE style. Like you think he's injured, but he's going to, to somehow make it to the match with a steel chair and he's going after Kyrie. Uh. All right, so so chances this lives up to the hype zero zero. Okay, good. <laughs> as long as we're on the same page. <laughs> no, because look, it's not going to because both teams are going to be getting into regular season mode. You know, trying to trying yep. to figure some things out like every other team in the league. Uh, shortened preseason is probably going to be sloppy, uh, and you know you just hope that everyone stays healthy. That's it. LeBron, if, if LeBron is indeed hurt, hopefully he just plays limited minutes. And it's just I just want I just want everybody to be healthy in this first day. Let's not have just a major we'll injury on day one. Make it out of the day. We're already down one Kawhi. That's not good. Uh, yeah, we, we need to get everybody healthy. I wonder how long before the, the shortened preseason comes under fire, though. Probably, probably All, already. Yeah. <laughs> like you're hearing it around the league, you're already hearing complaints from from coaches. Not necessarily, you know, others are fine with it, but it seems like coaches. There, there were some things that weren't expected, I think, from the yeah. shortened preseason. So I think that will definitely be under discussion. Now we are coming to you live here on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. Go ahead and subscribe to that. Like us on YouTube, and uh, you'll get alerts when we go live. Uh, coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful Uptown Charlotte, heart of the Queen City. Danny's on the uh, on the chat line right now saying, I'm more excited to see the TNT crew back together than I mm. am for these first two games. Oh, man. I mean, the matchups are good. Yeah. I mean, they the did it. They did good. look uh, Cleveland, Boston. You've got Warriors, Rockets. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay up for that game. I got to no, get certainly not. I got to get up and, and talk Hornets in the morning. But uh, yeah. Some good matchups, but yeah, seeing the TNT, we're going to talk about part of that TNT crew, including Charles Barkley, coming up in a segment called "You." Well, you know, longtime fans will know this segment. You okay with that? So we'll get to that here in a second. Plus, we've got Steve Martin, radio play-by-play announcer for the Charlotte Hornets, coming up. We've got nine beautiful minutes with him on uh, Detroit. We talk rookies. We talk Dwight Howard. So that's coming up in just a moment. Big announcement, though. Soon. We're going to be welcoming our friends at Frame Warehouse back into the mix. They helped us launch last year, and they are back for more this season. And it's an important time to note, if you own a business, 
if you know someone who does own a business, especially a local business like Frame Warehouse, we want to get your message out to our audience. Uh, The season is starting. This is the perfect time to let our group of dedicated, loyal fans know, our Buzzamaniacs, let them know that you have what they need. Email us at buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com. Get signed up with us right now so that we can get you set up and on our show. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. (laughs) Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Okay, David, it's time for uh, a, a great segment, a fun segment, one that's been around with us for a long time. It's uh, we go basically we go around the league, we talk about some issues, and we ask a very simple there but very powerful question. You okay with that? First topic: Michael Jordan, his airness and fairness to his airness. You heard of this guy, owner of the Charlotte Hornets, calling twenty-eight teams, including we're assuming here, including the one that he owns, Garbage, in an interview with Cigar Aficionado magazine. He was discussing the rise of super teams, and he said, quote, you're going to have one or two teams that are going to be great and another 28 teams that are going to be garbage. Garbage. Or (laughs) they're going to have a tough time surviving in the business environment, unquote. His airness taking a drag and being a drag on the NBA season, you okay with that? You know, I'm okay with this, Doug, because everyone in the NBA these days, they all like each other. It's that AAU culture. Everyone's friends. There's no, there's no <laughs> enemies. Um, so we need villains and the old guys are no the more, villains. No more so, participation so yeah, let's, let's trophies. Keep this going. We need people being And this mad is at perfect. People. You can just, you can just see him taking a long drag off of, you know, just, just blowing some smoke rings off of a nice, expensive That's cigar what I love. I love. And, uh, and just, just poo-pooing. The, the, I, I don't like this. I love this. And, and the main reason is that it's from Cigar Aficionado. Like, that's who yes. gets the, the huge best. scoop. Like, Michael Jordan keeps things so close to the chest with local media, with national well, media. But not, <laughs> but not, but not with Cigar Aficionado magazine, you fi- the fine you investigative what's reporters. He, what's, what's he burned through, like eight cigars a day? He said six, six cigars a day. That's what I don't six like. I'm not yeah. okay with that. I feel like, you know, MJ, we want you healthy. We want you, we want you around for a while. That seems like a lot. I don't know. I don't want to be judgmental, but that seems like a lot. I, I had one. Not to, I had one on my last vacation. Not to I guess I had one on my uh, last vacation, David, and um, not good. <gasps> still taste, still tasting. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to hold down the uh, what's in my stomach. It, it uh, did not hit me well. I'm not an aficionado. All right, next, Charles Barkley. I told you we were going to talk about him. He said this season, David, he's faking it. Barkley told Mark Stein, now with the New York Times, quote. The toughest thing for me is I have to get on television and fake it for seven months that it's not going to be the Warriors and the Cavaliers in the finals again, 
Charles Barkley playing pretend. You okay with that? It's an entertainment, man. I mean, you you can't like all the good Charles. You can't like all the Charles being real, and then when he's when he's too right. Real, but is it okay? Like but it, so. but is it okay? Why doesn't he just why does why isn't he just real about uh, it? Let, he, let why, me, why does he have to let fake me, it? Let me throw this at you. I'm not sure that he's that great at pretending. Uh, if you <laughs> if, if, if you watch the coverage. You know what I mean? Uh, so they have a good time with it, but yeah. Well, well I mean, let's he, let's he's, expand. He's all back. Well, let's expand this because I think his complaint it's connected with the last complaint we just talked about from from Michael. Of course, and it's, it's a complaint. It's a complaint that a lot of people have about the NBA right now, which is that it's a two team league essentially. It's the Cavaliers, it's the Warriors, barring a big injury, we're heading towards those two in the finals once again. And, and is that, are you okay with that complaint? Are you okay with people being frustrated, upset with that reality that we're living in now? Yeah, I mean, I think that is not exclusive to the old guys in this scenario. A lot of people are complaining of that, right? Um, I mean, a lot of people just enjoy the league and watching the games, but then when it comes down to it, yeah, I mean, I think plenty of people share that sentiment that, oh, man, it's going to be the same old uh, matchup for, what, the third, fourth year in a row? What is it now? Third, fourth, five, six? It seems like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's like, that's a, that's a common complaint. So, if you're, if you're, I understand that. I, I, uh, but it's, here's you, the, I don't. I'll be I'll be completely. You don't understand that the fatigue no. with that though. No, mm. no, because it's. I'm not saying I have it. I I can understand it though. I, you're you're getting the, the you're getting excellence, but people just want to see no, something not excellence. Sometimes. You're getting you're getting greatness. You're what you're you're having the opportunity <laughs> to watch okay. greatness. I don't want to watch I, in the finals. See, I separate things. I I, I tend to mm. separate what I watch in the regular season and and why I enjoy the Hornets. And, yeah. and and what I'm watching in the NBA Finals. That's great. I want to see greatness. I don't want to see mediocrity in the Finals. I don't want to see parity play out in the NBA playoffs. I want to see the very best that the NBA has to offer going toe-to-toe. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. You have to, you separate, okay you have to separate things, I think. It, it's you it's about you have to enjoy the process. You not only have to though. trust the process, you have to enjoy the process. <laughs> Is what I, I think Philly would argue with you have to enjoy the process, but um, you wouldn't be excited if uh, there was some big, you know, uh, development or a team came out of nowhere, or let's say Houston rises up, or let's say Boston gets a little frisky and really challenges the Cavs. That would be more interesting to you. Uh, uh, no, not a, no. I'm sorry. I okay. would not. I, want, I don't want to see Houston and Boston go at it in the finals. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. Um, that's that's not what I want to see. Uh, Danny, let's pause this because Daniel on the chat has a question for us. And if you're uh, watching us live here on YouTube, feel free. Get in on the chat, ask us questions, and uh, we'll take them as they come. Danny says, do you think we should put in a waiver claim on Jameer Nelson? That would shore up some depth issues. He also has a history with Clifford and Dwight from the Orlando days. Yeah, I've seen this bounced around. I mean, listen. Julian Stone uh, looks like he's going to be healthy and ready to go to back up Kimball Walker, but there are a lot of experience questions. You know, he's got physicality, he's got strength, but does he? Can he run an offense? That's a a huge question that was surrounding Briante Weber, the guy that they were looking towards at, at, yeah. in summer league and parts of last season. I think those same kind of questions can be applied to Julian Stone, uh, David. I mean, I, I think it would be a good idea, but. 
What are the financial realities? What other teams are going to be targeting Jameer Nelson? Uh, they haven't. Right. You know, there were there were a lot. Bino Uderich and uh, Kay Felder, it looks like he got picked up. So there were some options for the Hornets to target. And so far, we haven't seen them. We haven't heard about them doing anything in that department. So I don't see it happening, yeah. even though it, it might be a good idea. Well, that's the thing. When we were talking about this yesterday and some of the waiver claims they may be able to put in. I mean, let's not forget they had experienced guys through to try them out, right? Like before they went the route with Julian Stone, and mm-hmm. even Michael Carter Williams, they had several guys that have been in the NBA and have played Norris Cole, um, you know, a couple other guys that have been around the league for a while. And they chose to go this route. Now, some of that was dictated by financials, like you said. But uh, I mean, yeah, you look at this point guard situation now, it's hard to argue that it doesn't make sense to at least try to do it if they can. But I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is, to what? be honest, because they had a shot at some some more experience. And, and they had experience last year, and that's the, that's the other thing to remember about this whole Kimba situation. I mean, he is carrying so much of the load, and it was an issue last year behind him. It's it's already an issue this year, just given the situations. But it, it doesn't look like they're jumping to go down a veteran road as of yet. But it's it's kind of bleak. Well, and part well, and part of that could have to do with the fact that they did not get a, a full view of Julian Stone in the preseason because he was dealing. He dealt with a groin issue, then he dealt with a hamstring issue. Seems like he's finally fully healthy, ready to go. Uh, but they didn't get a clean look at him, so maybe that's mm-hmm. what they want. They want to see if Julian Stone yeah. can hold down the fort until Michael Carter Williams, who they they've invested a lot into, and they want to see what Michael Carter Williams can bring to this lineup too, in terms of size and and strength. And that's the other thing with Jameer, you know, pairing him up with Kemba. That's not that was not Doesn't the idea. Much. They they wanted they wanted someone behind Kemba in the mold of a Michael Carter Williams, in the mold of a Julian Stone, tall, strong, and long. Yeah. And yeah. that's not Jameer Nelson. Now, Michael Carter Williams uh, finally got back to live five on five on Sunday, but then Monday had a setback, which is not mm-hmm. unusual. You know, when the, you've, you had these knee procedures and then you go out for the first time and you got to see how those knees react, essentially. And you know, Monday we found out that uh, you know he he did have a setback. He they did have to pull back a little bit on his on his recovery. So, you know, they they may have to be with Julian Stone maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe longer. And, and I think uh, you know a lot is going to depend on how well he plays in these first couple of games. And maybe yeah. they do then reassess at that point if it becomes a situation like they had with Briante Weber and Brian Roberts where you know you, you had two players who each had their deficiencies and and neither one of them you really trusted to run the offense so we'll have to just see how that plays out but good question there by Daniel you can submit yours on the live chat here on youtube.com forward slash locked on hornets all right last one then we got to get to Steve Martin NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was on ESPN's Mike and Mike and said in reference to the NBA's one and done rule quote it's clear a change will come, unquote. Mm. The mm. NBA going back on its own one-and-done rule. David, you okay with that? Yeah, I don't think it's really serving anyone. No one's really happy with it at this point, except maybe Kentucky uh, and Duke, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for good reason. I mean, you know, so th- this thing, this thing is, is this always going to be an issue. I mean, it, it, there's some guys clearly that don't need to go to college 
that can go right into the league. There's other guys that, you know, you would think would, it would behoove them to spend a year or two on campus. But is this thing – there's no – there's no hard line answer on this, Doug. I mean, it's 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 almost like you need a committee, right? And and like guys would go up in front of the committee, and you'd have educated basketball minds say, "Yeah, you can go forward," but I don't see that happening. Okay, so I did not agree with putting the rule together in the first place because so yeah. much of it seemed to be based on anecdotal evidence. They had a few cases of players right. jumping, and it and it turned out really poorly for them. And, and so you had some owners saying, well, maybe, maybe, and, and some owners were getting bit in the butt by, by those players, essentially, you know, going out on a limb and then getting torched by these guys who were clearly, you know, not mature not enough, but you're always going to have that. It doesn't matter if you go to one year, two year, three years of college, four years, yeah. you're going to have guys that just aren't ready to be adults. Like that's just, that's a fact of life. I know, <laughs> I know people my age that are not and older that are not ready to be adults and certainly right. not ready to have millions of dollars and f- and that kind of freedom that comes with that thrown their way but that that's just a reality of humanity not a reality of being 19 years old um adam silver said that there were three things that have changed that make changing the one and done rule more and more of a reality uh, one, it's clearly not working for the college game. Second, there's been an increase in one-and-done players. There were 16 of them last season, and they were they were averaging about eight. So it's clear guys are now seeing one-and-done as the path. You know? So, yeah. And finally, he said it, it appears more top recruits don't care about where they go to college. You had uh, Fultz. In Washington, you had Simmons at LSU, so it's not really helping the top college programs anymore because guys, they, are, they're not taking yeah, they, they're not taking college seriously anyway. And then you have the FBI investigations, and that doesn't help. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and those guys, like the top players, not even playing in the NCAA tournament. I know that's way down the list, probably on things that are wrong with this, but that's just an interesting sidebar. Like, the, you know, two of these top draft picks didn't even get into the NCAA tournament, so. It's not working out. I don't think how they envisioned it. I don't. I'm not sure what they envisioned, but I'm pretty sure this wasn't it. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to talkspace.com/boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code Boom to get thirty dollars off your first month. That's Boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Okay, uh, let's see. Jack Aldo on the live chat saying, what do you think about Cam Oliver on waiver wires? Love the show, by the way. Thanks, Jack. We appreciate you listening and watching us here uh, on Locked on Hornets. Well, here's the thing about Cam Oliver. I loved him. He's great. Had a great workout in Charlotte. Loved his game. Big, powerful, power forward, great size, um, and uh, just has a lot of offensive versatility. But here's the problem. I just he just had surgery to repair a fractured right hand. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna be four to six weeks. That's why Houston cut bait. Uh, the last thing that the Hornets need at this point is 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 another injury. So uh, the, I think that's where that's where the Cam Oliver thing kind of falls apart. So um, you know he, he'll be out for a while, and then once that happens, you know he's probably going to go to, to the D League for a while and figure some things out. And uh, so maybe they take a look at him later on in the year if he starts to play well. But you got to kind of wait and see with a situation like that. 
hey, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, you are missing the full experience of this show. It's where I am personally posting all of my inside stuff on game days and practices. We're going to be doing more on Instagram, also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash locked on Hornets than ever before. We've in the past, we've kind of ignored those channels, mainly focused on Twitter, but we're, we're really doing some cool stuff on Instagram and Facebook this season. So check us out on both of those channels at locked on Hornets. Okay, time now to get to Steve Martin, radio play-by-play analyst for the Charlotte Hornets and WFNZ 102.5 FM. Steve has some thoughts on the Hornets' stellar rookie class, how Dwight Howard is meshing on and off the court, and some thoughts on the regular season opener. Take a listen. All right, Steve, thanks for joining us here. Let's uh, let's start by talking about the rookies. How rare is it to have two rookies in Malik Monk and Dwayne Bacon who have had this much positive impact in the preseason? And what does that say to you about their prospects for this uh, beginning part of the regular season? Well, I tell you what, um, I think probably one of the biggest things about uh, it, it isn't so surprising about Malik Monk. I mean, being a first round draft pick, but I think the, the biggest surprise is Dwayne Bacon, a second round draft pick who in these years of uh, being two way players. Now the first year of having a two way contract in the NBA and of course in the G league, although he doesn't have that, he's kind of played his way out of that and he's, he's played himself into a regular roster rotation. So it is unusual, especially from the standpoint of a second round draft pick, uh, making your main roster. Yeah, it is. But, uh, and it's, it, it's a great problem to have. And part of what has elevated their roles uh, has been injuries, with injuries due to keep the rotation at point guard and wing probably unsettled for the first few weeks of the season, what's your biggest roster subplot at this point that you'll be keeping an eye on and that fans should be keeping an eye on? Well, I think the biggest roster subplot is going to be uh, what happened. Well, there are two because we're we're not sure about this, the status of Michael Kidd Gilchrist right now. That is a problem, uh, and I'm not sure there's a solution to that right yet. Uh, the second situation is going to be what happens at the backup point guard situation, and how much do you use Malik Monk in that situation? Uh, I think they'd like to kind of keep Malik Monk in the role that uh, that uh, they drafted him for, which is to be the primary two guard and come in in that situation. And so far, as far as the last two preseason games is concerned, they've they've kind of kept that pretty much intact. So I, I think, uh, and now that Jeremy Lamb seems to have, the rest seems to have done him a lot better. So he can sub now for, for Nick. Um, I think that kind of solidifies things for a while and, and you can live with this kind of lineup for a little bit, but it's sure, it, it's, it's sure going to be good when Nick gets ready and back in by Thanksgiving. And you mentioned Michael Kidd Gilchrist uh, still away from the team. Any indication? It doesn't seem like he's going to be ready for uh, game one. Any indication of of length of time that he'll be he'll be out? No indication whatsoever. Um, it's it's a family situation. That's all I know about right now. Uh, so we'll just have to wait for you know. I, I know he keeps himself in good shape. It's not an injury that he has to work himself back uh, from. It's just inactivity. So, um, but I'm sure he's keeping himself in shape while he's going through that family situation. 
And Kimba Walker will certainly be counted on uh, to make up for some of these deficits they have in terms of players not being available. He turned on the stovetop to high on Friday, 18 points through three quarters. What will be key for Kimba Walker to continue his progress and earn a second all-star bid? Well, it's going to be how he keeps this club together until Nick Batum gets back. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to uh, his offensive production while Nick Batum is gone. Because when you look at what Nick Batum brings the team, he is, you know, depending on who you talk to, he's one or two in, in assists in this club. And a lot of those assists are going into the hands of Kemba Walker. So that aspect of Kemba knowing where his shots are going to come from is going to go away a little bit. But I think if 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 Kemba can get back some, to some of the things, non-scoring things that he did to help the club in the early part of his career, uh, he'll make the sacrifice of his uh, of his uh, scoring average to make this club a better all-rounded club until Nick can come back. Yeah, and he's got to develop a relationship with uh, his teammate Dwight Howard. And uh, what's your sense of uh, Dwight's ability to come in and mesh with his teammates on and off the court? Well, I think that that process is going along very well with both uh, situations for, for Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, uh, a, a very smart ball player, very knowledgeable young man. And as far as, uh, and I say that young because he's still, you know, 31, you know, barely under 32 years old because he was one of the last, you know, into that last class that could go directly from high school into the NBA in 2004. Um but I think I've seen several instances where if 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 they're if if it's not going smoothly right yet, one thing is smooth about it is the fact that that uh, he's a rebounding force and a defensive force that can limit teams. If if he doesn't block the shot, he can limit teams to just one shot of the basket and get your offense wound up at the other end. So I think uh, this team will appreciate it. I certainly I certainly enjoyed seeing it in the preseason. So I'm, I'm anxious to see it as we move along into the regular season. Yeah. Steve Dwight Howard has uh, expressed a desire to, to get back onto the all defensive team. And you've got head coach, Steve Clifford setting high expectations for this defense, basically saying that this defense needs to be top five. Can this uh, defense be top five without Dwight Howard uh, making an all defensive team? Are those two things, do those two things need to, to happen at the same time? Well, when you consider the fact that with uh, Cody Zeller uh, at that position uh, primarily a year ago until midseason, they were a top 10 defensive team, then I think uh, you can expect that if uh, things proceed as they are with, with Dwight Howard and with Cody Zeller still part of the equation, very much a part of the equation on the second unit, you can expect this team to, to uh, I think, make a pretty good assault in the top five defensive teams. And who do you feel like is under the most pressure to have a great season this year? Um, under the most pressure to have a great season this year, well, I, I think probably uh, um, Kemba Walker's probably in, in trying to maintain that 23 points a game situation is going to be interesting for Kemba to do. And if you look at every year that he's done over the last three years in particular, he's raised his shooting average, raised that three-point average, where can he go from here? Um, I think that launch point is going to be altered because of the personnel situations that are on this club right now. So I, I think that's that's going to be an interesting uh, situation to observe. The other the other person I think who's really on the square or on the spot this year will be Jeremy Lamb. Uh, 
I mean, everybody's kind of waited for him over six years, and it looks like he's built himself up uh, in this off season, and he's really, really put his mind into the season this year and, and wants to and wants to make people not miss Nick Batum as much as they normally would. And if that, and, and that puts a guy under the microscope quite a bit. So I think Jeremy Lamb's under a, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of observation this early part of the season. All right. Looking ahead to Wednesday night, they travel to Detroit to take on a Pistons team that has kept a lot of their core together. And, and similarly to the Hornets, they've tried to, upgrade around the margins and, and they're certainly a team that wants to get back in into playoff contention how tough of a test will it be for the hornets uh, game one on wednesday night well i think the interesting situation as far as that's concerned it's true what you say but you actually got smaller because they 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 came in with uh with um you know they they lost marcus morris and 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 the question is, can Avery come in and give them what they need in the backcourt to offset the loss along their front line? I think that's going to be uh, very very important for Detroit. Uh, I thought uh, the fact that the Hornets came from behind and beat them on their own home floor was significant. But they're a good shooting team, uh, and if they get it rolling, they can do some they can do some bad things to you, and as as evidenced by the first half of that first preseason game. Yeah, and Avery Bradley has been a <clears throat> a Charlotte Hornets killer over the past couple of seasons. So it'll be interesting to yeah, see. Well, what... you, you you can count about uh, maybe about uh, twenty other teams during <laughs> that same club. So that's uh, right. Yeah, a- a- Avery Bradley is 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 something to consider. Um, the thing I think that makes him amazing is the fact that he can get six rebounds a game, and he's only about six three. So. Um, I mean, he, he out rebounds his position, keeps possessions going. That'll be a value to Detroit. Um, whether they've, I don't think they've got the backcourt combination to go with him that he had in Boston with Isaiah Thomas, but, uh, remains to be seen. All right. Steve Martin, radio play-by-play announcer for the Charlotte Hornets and WFNZ. He'll be on the call Wednesday night, 102.5 FM. Steve, uh, great, uh, great having you on as always. All right. Thanks for calling. All right, there you have it, Steve Martin, radio play-by-play announcer for WFNZ and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, some good points there, and uh, Avery Bradley, uh, I mentioned this stat the, when they played the Pistons in the preseason uh, in 2016-17. He shot 46.7% from the three-point line against the Hornets, uh, well above his season average. And then in three preseason games uh, this preseason, he's averaged over 19 points on 56% shooting and uh, 38% from beyond the arc. So, David, he's ready to go. And then they're playing Tobias Harris at the four and Stanley Johnson at the three, so they are indeed smaller. And Tobias, another player that has played really well against Charlotte. And and that could affect what's if that is indeed the lineup, and, and it could be Reggie Jackson or Ish Smith at point guard, but both of those guys pretty similar in, in, in their attack and, and what you would do to match up against them. But uh, what they do there could affect you know Steve Clifford's decision in terms of if MKG is unavailable to go, what does he do? Does he put Marvin at the three? Does he yeah. put uh, Bacon and Lamb at your wing positions? Uh, so some decisions there for Steve Clifford uh, heading into Wednesday night. Yeah, man, I thought we were going to get a little more room for air with this team this year. Uh, you know, after last year, the, the margin of error was so slim. But with all these injuries and these guys out, it's all of a sudden become really – really tight, uh, especially to start the season. I mean, no MKG, no one saw that coming, of course. But, yeah, if I had to pick one of those, Doug, I'm going with that smaller, more athletic lineup to yeah, start. I mean, 
it's played well in the preseason. And, and, and you mentioned going against that smaller Detroit lineup. I'm, I'm just not throwing Frank and Marvin in, in that situation again. Me too. And Steve Martin brought up another thing at the beginning of that interview that I really hadn't considered, which is how much of playing Monk at, at the backup point guard position in the preseason, and then if it has to continue into the regular season, how much of that sort of stunts his development in terms of his off-ball play? Because I think that's what they drafted him for, to be that off-ball microwave shooter. You know, and, and if he has to be on, we've seen when he was on, when he's on ball with the starters, when he's on ball with like regular rotation players in, in the first through the third quarter in preseason, he was deferential. When he got into the fourth quarter, when he was obviously the best player on the court, he went back to being that Malik Monk that we saw in Kentucky that could take over games, knock down shots from anywhere on the floor. Um, but but I think it would be beneficial to Malik Monk and to the Hornets if they could play him at two and, and not have to have him making so many offensive decisions so early in his career. So that, I think, is something to watch for as well. And if Julian Stone... Uh, faces any more injuries before Michael Carter-Williams gets back or has trouble running the offense, maybe they should look to the waiver wire for a a temporary solution. Uh, We'll have much more on uh, this game on Wednesday night, the regular season opener for the Charlotte Hornets in Detroit. On tomorrow's show, we've got Eric Collins, play-by-play announcer for Fox Sports. He's going to be on. We're getting all the play-by-play guys on here. Uh, Eric uh, will be on to talk with us about that game in Detroit, so you want to make sure you're here with us either on YouTube at 8 o'clock in the morning or you can subscribe and get these episodes on your phone uh, every weekday. That's all the time we have here for this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks so much for listening or watching us. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, whatever you use to get your podcast. All you have to do is search Locked on Hornets. And very important, tell somebody, tell a friend about the very best Hornets talk anywhere and uh, get them on board for the regular season. And you can hit us up with your questions and thoughts. Buzz buzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again tomorrow. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.